0: Oh yeah, you're listening to Trent Talk, your Halo by Halo guide to America's greatest treasure, Trent Trent Reznor.
1: Reznor. Today we will be discussing Halo 8 DE, which is the Downward Spiral Deluxe Edition, uh, which actually was released in 2004, but most of these songs came out around 1994, so we're just going to let it slide.
0: If you're a Nine Inch Nails fanatic, aka Reznerd, then this podcast should be a fun repository of inside jokes and references.
1: But if you're a 9-inch newbie, then tune in as Shia and I listen to the music of 9-inch Nails Live, and maybe learn a little something about ourselves along the way.
0: One thing I noticed about our new intro is it doesn't mention your name. What is your name?
1: <sighs> We've already been over this. My name is Claire Danes.
0: And, uh, yeah, so I, I really enjoyed this listen, to be honest with you. It's got a, it's got a ton of new tracks. Well, not new-new, right. but just th- th- there's actually remixes that sound different instead uh-huh. of just being seven minutes of clanging and booming and banging pots and pans together.
1: Totes. Um, I've heard all of these songs a lot, I guess, because I feel like a lot of them are on other Remix albums. But it was it was all right. I kind of... I think I've gotten into the mindset that everything sounds like video game music, so I can't even <laughs> like think about it as anything else.
0: This especially does. We're listening to a Burn Instrumental cover by Abby Sunner on Remix.nin.com. And... It totally sounds like like a streets of rage kind of thing happening. Like I could totally picture beating dudes up. <laughs> smashing those A's and B's.
1: Yes. Exactly. Alright, I guess we'll just dive right in. We've already done a lot of downward spiral, but we love downward spiral, so we're gonna we're gonna pump through it.
0: Yeah, I mean there's gonna be another two weeks, I think. Because we gotta do closer and like closer to God and then further down the spiral. There's a lot to cover. Yeah. So, yeah, I think another two weeks between now and the fragile, which will give us plenty of time to sort of breathe.
1: The fragile does not come next.
0: No? After two weeks? So, two weeks and then fragile? No. 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 No.
1: There are other things. Oh,
0: my God. (laughs) Well, let's get to work. Let's get cracking. (laughs)
1: You are just desperate to do the fragile. I want to. I want to.
0: I want to know what it feels like. Here's Burn again.
1: (laughs) Uh, This sounds familiar. Just crank it for a sec. Yeah.
0: So, as we mentioned in the previous app,
1: I, um, me- I thought the words would come in a lot sooner. I know, it's yeah, kind ahead. of a long
0: intro, but I will crank it for the chorus riff, which is just the best. Yeah. Uh, this appeared, or did not appear... This
1: did not appear right. in the movie The Natural Born Killer, unless we completely missed it. I- we watched the movie the other night. It had been my first time seeing it, and Shia's second, and I very impatiently awaited right. hearing this song, and it never happened. I
0: mean, it's a movie about two psychopathic serial killers, and every time they go into like a murderous montage, we're like, here it comes, here it comes, burn, and it never, it never happened.
1: It never happened. And, oh, but we got A Warm Place, yeah. and fucking Something I Could Never Have twice? Uh, hello? Ugh, whatever.
0: That was the, yeah, there was a Mexican standoff at one point, and it's like... I guess it's a really high-tension moment, and then they undercut that by playing Warm Place, which is just, ah,
2: Aww, like, but... why?
0: Um, and then, of course, this is, like, perfect killing people music.
2: Yes. Okay.
0: I think we're about to hit the chorus. Nope. Nope? Okay. <laughs> That's one note Sorry. I have about this, is it's perfect <laughs> soundtrack material, is because it has a lot of really slow, repetitive stuff, and then one really, really heavy chorus. Mm-hmm. But, and yeah, it's like they could have put this in anywhere in the movie. And Literally anywhere. Anywhere. Because they're always killing people. They're always on acid, driving in hot rods. Like, this could have been anywhere.
1: Literally anywhere. It's not happening yet.
0: Uh, no, I, want you, it, I'll I'll I want you know. I'll tell you. I'll
1: let you know. I'll
0: let you know. This also appears in another cultural touchstone.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, so Our,
0: A beloved <laughs> podcast on the Earwolf Network. <laughs> I
1: didn't realize that this song. Uh, sampled in You Talking You Two To Me, which if you haven't guessed by now, like You Talking You Two To Me is probably the only reason why we're doing this podcast it, in the it first kind place. Of is. Like, we wanted to make it a little bit more focused on the music, but like the only reason why this idea came to us was because of that. It is coming up.
0: And this is a sound drop that they use in a segment for a sub-episode yeah, called. They're like, Sick, Sick birds.
1: He's just like burn. But yeah, and I linked to it on Facebook, so check it out. Alright, here we go.
0: It's funny how things come full circle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright. All so, right. Right? So, so good,
1: right? It's so good. It would have been so good in the movie that it was made for, but yeah, and whatever. And
0: I think it was like engineered and produced just by Trent. Um, And it was, yeah, it was, I think, slated to appear in the movie But it didn't make the cut It might be in the director's cut But it's not The version we saw Which we obtained legally uh, (laughs) Did not have it anywhere Like, there were a couple moments where there there was heavy metal playing Wasn't even this
1: Oops, on the song
0: They could have put it anywhere Oh, yeah, so, um Oh, yeah, here's what Ninwiki has to say about the song
1: Uh Uh-huh It was a very intense track containing lyrics with antisocial and angry themes. Wow, really? Barely
0: detectable. No shit. (laughs) You can see that he's, like, maybe a bit cross with the world. Uh, It is again. What I love about it is it seems like it was thrown together by Trent in the studio by himself late one night. He was working in the lab. (laughs) And then he came up with, like, a really, really sick metal riff. And then just the rest is just kind of drum machines and bleeps and bloops. Mm-hmm. But, I, I like it. It's a really fun song. The lyrics are fun, too, because he, it's, it's, like, very unsubtle. He oh. says, I don't like your institutions. The world never seemed a place for me. Like, you know, it's a social outcast dude.
2: Yeah. Much like
0: the main characters of the movie. Um, and, yeah, like, the whole first half of the song, I was waiting for him to drop into the burn, and it didn't happen. But then in the pre-chorus he just goes burn, 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 kind of wears it out a little bit. I
1: think it's perfect. Overall,
0: I give this a uh, A minus. It's it's an almost perfect Nine Inch Nails song.
1: It's so good. And it's 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 just so it's so
0: tasty and simple, you know.
1: And like, whenever it's played live, I feel like the crowd just loses their fucking mind.
0: I mean. Yeah, that's that's like the soundtrack to to soundtrack to Ultraviolence.
1: As per usual, the end is just discombobulated noise.
0: Right, yeah, they, they like fast forward and rewind the tape over and over until this happens.
1: Alright.
2: <laughs>
0: okay, and that about does it for burn. Um, any other thoughts on Natural Born Killers? You like the film?
1: Yeah, you can just leave this song running because it's a it's, forever lasting yeah, song about it's, nothing. It's uh,
0: seven minutes. It's called Closer Precursor.
1: Yeah. It does have the lyrics I like from Closer right in the beginning though, which is nice. Well, not immediately, but um, yeah, Natural Born Killers was good. It was everything I would want out of a '90s film. Um, I don't like the actress in it, so it was kind of nice seeing her do a good job. Yeah, I think I've she never did really liked well. her, but so, she she fit that that um, she was cast really well for that, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the whole mission statement of that movie was kind of like trying to create a Marilyn Mar- a, a Charles Manson moment. Again? I know, a, a Charles Manson moment <laughs> for the 90s, you know, where it sort of captures the zeitgeist of like alienation and dissatisfaction with like consumer culture.
1: Well, they talk about Charles Manson a lot in the right. film. Right,
0: yeah, yeah. That was one moment that I didn't like entirely because they're like, oh, these guys are like Charles Manson, it's so much cooler. It's like, all right, Oliver, that's... All right Oliver Stone, put your dick back no, in there.
1: No, that, I feel like that was actually like a really fundamental um, aspect of like being a Gen Xer just like oh well my pain is deeper so it's like this thing but it's like way cooler that we're doing it
0: (laughs) I'm the first one to discover these feelings right
1: right
0: but uh loved it yeah Woody Harrelson does does a tremendous job he was
1: incredible and it dawned on both of us that we've never really watched anything that like I maybe have seen two or three other things that he's in, and, like, one of them is The Hunger Games.
0: I've seen True Detective. And
1: True Detective. Yeah, I I don't really know Woody Harrelson as an actor, so it was really refreshing seeing him do a a thing, just do a thing. And, yeah, the
0: story of the film is kind of perfunctory, because it's about two serial killers who fall in love and elope together, sort of a Bonnie and Clyde thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they, they rebel against so much of the world, you know, like corruption and... And consumerist society and whatever, um, and then eventually they get imprisoned, and the lead guy gives like this speech about why he's a serial killer, and then incites a prison riot. Uh-huh. And there's pretty much you could have inserted Burn anywhere in that film.
1: Literally anywhere.
0: And any any place anywhere at all would have been perfect. So I think yeah, the Trent Reznor was a perfect choice to do the soundtrack for this film, and all they got was something I can never have Ugh. twice when they're like Ugh. when they're like having a fight, and then walking Ugh. through the desert. It was so bad. Uh, um, we're still in the middle of Closer Precursor, mm-hmm. in case you're just joining us. <laughs> Why would you be doing that?
1: Right. In case you decided to start the podcast ten minutes in, <laughs> we're listening to Closer Precursor. What, do you, what did you think about this song? Um,
0: When it picks up... It's kind of reminiscent of the StarCraft soundtrack, specifically specifically for the Zerg. Yeah,
1: yeah. there's another. Because it has like that know.
0: kind of like bass throb and then like and like all those sort of building synths.
1: Do you know what the fuck he's talking about?
0: StarCraft Zerg. Then write us, like, right in. I feel like most people. We just watched, oh I'm sorry. We just watched the episode of The Office where Dwight dresses up as Sarah Kerrigan, the Queen of Blades. Right,
1: and I didn't know what the, the fuck that was. The leader of
0: the Zerg swarm. Okay. Brood mother. Okay. 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 Um, and, yeah, there's a weird bridge where there's, like, sort of jazzy robots that pop in. I don't know if we're there yet. No. And the whole time, it just sounds like he, he's dunking his microphone in the bathtub. Man, it sounds like our last episode, am I right?
1: <laughs> It's funny because, like, when I listen to these remixes, sometimes I'm just like, "Is he a creative genius, or was he just really fucking bored?"
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, you
0: tweak the knobs until they came up with this different sound, just maybe not necessary, but.
1: But I guess it's a really uh, important aspect of who Nine Inch Nails is. Whatever.
0: A version of this song appeared in the credits of David Fincher's Seven. Mm. Uh.
1: A and movie we did not watch this weekend.
0: <laughs> oh shoot, I got confused for a second because yeah, Chuck Palahniuk said he was like Palinuk. really Palinuk said he was really influenced by the downward spiral. Uh huh. David Fincher, I don't know. We should dig up some quotes by him for next time. We got oh, another couple yeah, of weeks. we
1: do have another couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, obviously there was. I think David Fincher did one of his music videos.
0: Yeah, basically, this mix is just like four or five different angles on Closer.
1: Yeah. Oh. Yep. Que pasó? David Fincher did the music video for a song that will be coming up in a month or so, so we'll get there. Ooh. Deep, deep, deep? No. Oh, okay. I won't won't spoil it.
0: Music video for Deep is fantastic, though. I mean,
1: yeah. Good thing he did that for Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Mm. One of the stupidest
0: fucking... Hey man, I loved that <laughs> when I was 11.
1: I did too, but it's Scott, so stupid. It's got
0: Angelina Jolie boobs, it's got right. Angelina Jolie and lips. things, and lips too, yeah. Her
1: lips, her butt, her thighs.
0: The things that she hasn't lost with time.
1: She hasn't lost any of those things, come on. she
0: got a double mastectomy.
1: Okay, well, I don't <laughs> fucking know.
0: Ow, my childhood. Um, so we get kind of a loungier mix, almost. So yeah, I was wondering if Trent sort of like already detected there's like sort of a dark humor in taking his like very intense sexual violent lyrics and putting them in sort of a chiller mode, you know? Because yeah, it's a a really harsh juxtaposition. Mm -hmm. To borrow a word from our friend Gareth, who joined us last time on Downward Spiral. Please listen to that.
1: Juxtaposition?
0: Juxtaposition.
1: Yeah. That, is that a Gareth word?
0: <laughs> yeah, he used it last time. and I, I was said like,
1: juxtapose earlier today. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: but it's one of those words where someone says it and it's like, oh, that's a good one. I haven't used that in a couple weeks. And then, and then you start using it a little bit more. This is where the jazz robots come in. Yeah. Yeah, here's the lounge with the jazz robots.
2: Ooh. Ooh.
1: I like that he quiets down to say penetrate. You let me penetrate.
0: I'm gonna fuck you softly.
1: <laughs> It's so 90s too. It just like sounds so 90s. I love it. You let me you. Yeah,
0: it's like screensaver music or something. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, and I think this is the end of the song-ish. Cool. Oh boy,
0: coming up next is Piggy. Nothing, Nothing can stop, stop me now. now.
1: This is one of my favorite remixes.
0: It's really good. I enjoy it. You hear that? Like, what is that noise? The closest thing I could come to understanding that is there's like a sassy Jewish woman who's like second guessing this song the whole time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Why is she got
1: to be Jewish? I don't know.
0: That's... I guess I have a friend who kind of sounds like this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, so it, this song goes a lot of different places. It starts off real slow.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Here, let's turn it up a little bit. Yeah. Let's just have a little proper listen.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wait, wait, wait! It's good what it does next. Yeah, see. All right. now turn it
0: that down. Was totally worth it. You're yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, and this is one of this is probably one of his most worthwhile remixes because yeah, it gives you like a totally fresh take on it. You know, it's
1: good. And he'll. He'll do a little live rendition of this one sometimes too that's really good. He did it when I saw him on the wave goodbye tour and I lost my mind
0: nice little drum and bass in there.
1: Okay, hold on. All right. This has nothing to do with the podcast. I just happen to have Twitter up on like the Trent talk.
0: Tangent alert.
1: And in the sidebar, I noticed hashtag Bernie made me white.
0: Get on it, ResNerds. It's the hottest hashtag of the moment.
1: Gonna miss employees that follow me around the store. They were such loyal followers. <laughs> Hashtag Bernie made me white.
0: I think that's referring to the trend where like African American folks have a hard time shopping sometimes when there's racist employees who are like, we're gonna take something. Yeah. You
1: know? Oh, yeah. Just people of color in general. Yeah. Hashtag Bernie made me white. Now suddenly I'm listening to James Taylor. Oh, girl, don't. <laughs> girl.
0: <laughs> well, I've seen fire nope. and I've seen rain. Nope,
1: nope, 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 <laughs> <This is> nope. <laughs> this may not be a Bernie podcast, but this sure is shit as shit is a James Taylor podcast. <laughs> All right, that was a fun little... Sorry, guys. Are you
0: feeling the burn?
1: Burn. And we're back. And we're back.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't have anything to say about this. I just really... I just really love it.
0: Yeah, I mean...
1: Yeah, no jokes, no... I mean, are there facts? I guess I didn't look.
2: Okay.
0: (laughs) Ooh. So this is a much more aggressive mix of a Violet Fluid,
2: uh-huh.
0: which wasn't really a standout for me on the Downward Spiral, but this version is pretty nice. I kind of wish they would call this mix Purple Juice <laughs> instead of Violet Fluid.
1: Yep, Now, yep.
0: Why? Kind of got shades of Year Zero to it, doesn't it? Yeah. The very broken, kind of like Halting chorus. Or chorus. Got like a kill switch on there.
1: Ooh, ooh, ooh. Facts. Fact about the piggy, nothing can stop me now. Remix is that it features Dave Navarro on guitar.
0: What? And samples. What?
1: Oh wait, and it samples. I I stopped reading mid sentence. (laughs) And it samples. Put Your Love in My Tender Care by the Fatback Band.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And we went straight into Dead Souls. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's only a minute long. <laughs> Purple juice. Purple
0: juice. This is probably, you've probably heard this. Most rest nerds out there probably heard this. It's out there in the world. It's a deeper yes. cut, but I feel like its presence in the crow gave it a little bit of a bump.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, let me think. I thought that there was, I thought this was somewhere else, but maybe not. Yeah, it's just on, just on a C, the soundtrack, and this album. Cool, yeah, this is a good one. Yeah,
0: if, you, if you're if you unfamiliar with The Crow, it's a, uh, I guess, Loosely a superhero movie From 1994 Mm -hmm. About a guy who comes back from the grave To avenge his brutally murdered girlfriend And himself Uh There's a bit of his uh, his own vanity in there And uh, he's portrayed to be a very uh, Kind and saintly man when he's not uh, Brutally murdering the people Who brutally murdered him
1: Yes And um, it is also, a graphic novel by James Obar, and if you're into graphic novels and you haven't read it, it's really, really, really good.
0: It really has, yeah, that uh, aesthetic really comes through, because the city all looks like a set, because the way they depict the city, whatever yeah. city it is,
1: yeah,
0: um, it's yeah, it's all very grimy, it's all very industrial, yeah. it's a very natural pick. Yeah,
1: kind and of when, Gotham City-ish. And when
0: this plays, our hero, Eric Draven... D-Raven. D-Raven. He's, I guess, sort of feeling out his new powers a little bit. It's almost like the Spider-Man montage, where he's like, oh, I can do all these things. He's running across rooftops, jumping super high, and then he realizes that he heals from all wounds.
2: Yep. Yep.
0: His his powers are kind of unclear. I imagine in the graphic novel, it uh, explains a little bit more.
1: I mean, he just can't die. Right. I think that's about it. And he probably has some super I don't fucking remember honestly I don't think it's even that clear I think it's just like hey I came back to avenge some shit let's let's get nasty
0: and he punches real good he punches uh, real good he punches real good um what's funny is okay there's a few things in this movie that were kind of silly to me which is which is like um first of all so he gets revenge on all the people who, like, broke into his house, raped his girlfriend, burned everything down, threw him out a window, all that horrible stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he avenges, he avenges this by, by killing a bunch of people with really weird names. There's, like, Fun Boy. There's yeah. Fun Boy. There's, what is it? Well, it's gang t- names. TikTok, yeah, Tintin they, or something Tintin. like
1: that. Um, T-Bird.
0: T- uh, t- uh, whole, he's working his way up to get to T-Bird, who is the guy who orchestrated this whole hit.
1: No, t is the one who died in the car.
0: Right, that's what I'm saying. Oh, so okay. he kills T-Bird, uh-huh. and then there's like a ultra boss, yeah, oh, who, who he doesn't saying. even have anything against, and then the ultra boss kidnaps his little adoptive daughter, Sarah, uh-huh. and dangles her over the roof, as you do, yeah, um, and then, then he must kill this other... We don't even know the main bad guy's name. We just know that he loves eyeballs, and might be fucking his sister.
1: Is fucking his sister, definitely. That, is that? Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's apparent. Um... They do say his name, like, once or twice. I don't remember what it is. It doesn't matter. Oh,
0: man. Another thing I loved about it is, like, it, it's it's almost a classic kung fu film because, like, the bad guy is the gangster. Yeah. And he's responsible for all bad things in the city. Mm-hmm. And so there's one tracking shot where they're going over this table where there's, like, just a ton of money mm-hmm. and then guns and then drugs. They might have... Uh, the only thing missing was just a sign that says, CRIME! Sitting, <laughs> sitting on the table. Crime
1: here. Crime! Naked ladies. Um... Yeah, it's a good, it's like Kung Fu meets, like, gothy vampire of the 90s. It's a good, I mean, like, it's goofy, but I I love it. It's goth-fu. It's really good. Um, Goth-fu. Did we mention that this song is a Joy Division song?
0: It is? Oh, oh, (laughs)
1: yeah. No,
0: we didn't at all mention that.
1: This is a song by Joy Division.
0: (laughs) I love Joy Division. Yeah. Obviously, I, I'm not super literate in the Joy Division discography. Uh,
1: yep, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, they had a a compilation album still.
0: The Crow soundtrack overall was just solid. Like they had they had some Cure. They had a bunch of other really, really solid tunes that just accentuated the whole move mood.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Pause this for a second. Will do. So in The Crow, there is a scene when, like, everybody's moshing and My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult is playing, Ah. and apparently Nine Inch Nails were originally supposed to perform in the film. Right,
0: because they had actually done that before in that uh, that Michael J. Fox film. Exotic Birds was portrayed as a fake band in Uh a a nightclub, so I guess they wanted to renew. Because, yeah, like, Trent was always very well-known for his, like, really intense, like, iconic stage presence
1: well they're playing they're the real bands playing the real songs like right. the bands that you see like medicine plays their own song Thrill kill cult plays their own song right but yeah interesting i didn't know that
0: one last note on dead souls for me is like it, it, they really made eric draven and his girlfriend shelly 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 <sighs> yeah, they really made them like into these like saint-like figures because uh-huh. like they yeah Shelley wasn't just like a random person who was caught in the crossfire of gang war, she was actually fighting tenant eviction in mm-hmm. her building. And then and they say this a few times and it's like so out of place because it's like a, a dumb superhero movie and then say she wasn't going along with our tenant eviction scheme <laughs> and it's like <laughs> what? I mean it's, it's it's cool that it's actually talking about social problems you know because it's like not only is the crow fighting against you know corruption and crime and drugs and whatever he's mm-hmm. also fighting gentrification yep <laughs> so more power to him
1: Whew. that's funny i never even thought about that
0: yeah 10 innovation
1: uh, yeah, right. and yeah
0: they say it like four or five times i know
1: i know well i knew that I, I wasn't sure if that was like a real thing that she was trying to do or if it was just like the gang just being icky well, and
0: okay and, and so finding
1: a way to like knock on her door the
0: night before halloween yep Every year, I guess this gang would burn down a bunch of buildings, uh-huh. and then there was like a real estate thing happening where they were like buying up all this stuff, and then yeah, so it's gentrification, sort of. I don't
2: know because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: they would light all these fires and then evict tenants, and basically, I don't whatever they were doing, they were doing crime and making yeah.
1: money. Do crime, make money. Yep. All right, let's listen to Hurt for the millionth time. Right. Just kidding. It's the it, second. It time. It only
0: feels like the millionth time. <sighs>
1: Hurt myself today listening to this song. I'm gonna get. This is the quiet mix. Okay, I'm gonna get my beverage that I left behind us, while people
2: enjoy. Get my so you,
0: you can tell this is kind of cleaner guitar. <laughs> Other than that, it's the same song.
1: Is he even guitar at this point? Yeah. Huh? That's how little I've listened to this song this could have, You could have told me this, this was a piano And I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense I'm gonna grab more beverage You can take the Take I've, it away, Shia
0: Everybody chill out, it's just iced coffee
1: <laughs> Well I'm a little
0: poshed. Claire and I, I think, differ the most When it comes to Hurt Because I really enjoy Hurt And uh, it's it's like Really inspired, like it's it, it all—it's—it it's sta- towers above a lot of other Nine Inch Nails because it's just, I don't know, it, it hits some deeper truth. And it's almost like the great artist Bob Dylan says, at a certain point, an artist just becomes a conduit and the songs that he or she is writing are just coming from another place and they're just putting pen on paper. You know, eventually they ask Bob Dylan, do you think you could write the songs back then? You know, the, the songs that you were writing back in the 60s today, and it's like, no, like there was that special spark that was just fueling his work. And I think like that—that shows up here for Trent Reznor.
2: Wow! And like
0: also like when he goes, and you could have it all, like that's maybe my favorite thing he's ever done with his voice. Like I'm saying, we—we have a difference of opinion here, and I respect you, and I hope you respect me.
1: Hell no! (laughs) (laughs) You respect
0: me like presidential candidates respect each other.
1: Yep. In words In words Um It's a fine song Yeah, this crown of boop Thank you for editing it for the podcast
0: Yeah, we're we're trying to go for that non-explicit iTunes rating That's gonna be what helps us break through
1: I don't think so (laughs) Um It's a fine song It's not that I don't like the song It's just that like it's fucking sad. It just reminds me of sad shit that it's always been associated with. Plus, when I'm, like, riding high on the best concert experience I've ever had in my life, I don't want to end the night with this.
0: Well, I feel like this is almost an emotional counterweight, because there's all the excitement and anger and intensity uh-huh. of all the other songs. No, it's and then brilliant. It's like, I
1: just don't... And
0: then in this one, he really bears his soul, and it's like, this is, this is where it's all coming from. This is how I'm feeling. And the
1: last time, though, like... I did feel feelings when the whole audience started singing, and then he walked away from the microphone.
0: Oh, God. That's almost making me tear up now. Oh, my God.
1: It was beautiful. But other than that, I hate it. (laughs) I don't know if you do. So I wonder, I wonder, I wonder <laughs> In the
0: songwriting process He debated Empire of dirt Empire of shit Crown of shit Crown of thorns Because I You know Either way Although dirt rhymes with hurt Never mind
1: Right
0: Did you have an impression You wanted to try out?
1: <sighs> We're gonna have to do it, when it In the future I didn't practice it I do have an impression So this will just make you Listen to the next episodes Yeah
0: We got another two weeks to kill, so stay tuned for Claire to do a knockout impression.
1: Oh, God. She's really going to go
0: for it, if you know what I'm talking about.
1: What does that mean? Don't worry about it. (laughs) I don't know what it means.
0: (laughs) So, (laughs) the irony is, like, this is the uh, quiet mix, and it still has those three insanely loud chords at the end.
2: Yeah. What? Yeah.
0: It's, like, 3% quieter. For all intensive purposes... (laughs) It's the exact same song.
1: Did you know that it's actually Intents and Purposes?
0: Yes. (laughs) It's one of my favorite misspellings, Intensive Purposes.
1: (laughs) You wrote Intensive Purposes. I know,
0: because it's it's funny to me.
1: Okay, well, I didn't know that it's funny to you, so I just assumed you were being wrong.
0: The tail on this might actually be longer than the original cut. It's got such a long tail.
1: He said tail and Oliver perked up. Oh, hell no, he's going for cheese. Stop the cat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Trent, you left the song on. Trent, turn off the song. It's off. Oh, Closer go. to God. Here we go. The sort of brokenness of this, it almost sounds like a Kanye track or something. Broken? Uh, this is for my chicken that died. <laughs>
1: I was thinking, like, um, Kendrick Lamar. Oh. Alright.
0: So, I kind of thought this would, it's like, the bass line is so bouncy and fun, it could almost have been in an iPod commercial.
1: Yeah.
0: A very different iPod commercial. A very
1: different iPod. I mean, you'd still have
0: the silhouette people dancing, but the only color would be black. Black, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I like it a lot. And yeah, they actually record like they redid all the vocals for this and it takes the song in a totally different direction. I like it. They actually add a few more lines too. Mm-hmm. I was hoping it would hit all five senses because in the original closer you had uh, I want to fuck you like an animal mm-hmm. which is touch. Oh really um, And then so sex I can smell that mm-hmm. smell. Um, and then in this song they say I want to taste you which I don't think appears in the original, right? Mm-hmm. So it's three out of five. But then it makes you think like, oh, so if it's an s thing that's happening, maybe he's got a blindfold and like earmuffs or something. <laughs> you know, those S&M earmuffs that everyone uses.
1: Those S&M earmuffs.
0: Now on Apple Music. Isn't it weird that Trent is, like, now a spokesperson for Apple Music? He, like, is Apple Music.
1: Yeah, because it's terrible. He could have done... I don't know. What.
0: You had a fantasy where he could have teamed up with Jay-Z and done Yeah,
1: <laughs> It would have been fun! Alright, guys. Wouldn't it have been fun if Trent Reznor worked with Jay-Z? Because Jay-Z is not the crazy, outspoken, ridiculous one of his he and Kanye that little duo. He's actually like the business put together one.
0: Right. Yeah. He's he's a consummate professional. I think Beyoncé kind of straightened him out a little bit, too.
1: I mean, he Beyonce. was never he was never really like whiling out pre-Beyoncé, you know. Hmm. Hmm. That's a term of mine.
0: Pre-Beyoncé. Oh, that is <laughs> that's very funny.
1: <laughs> I just stared at you hoping you would catch on.
0: SM earmuffs. Yeah, it would be cool seeing Trent take, like, I mean, he's always taken a stand against, like, the sort of monopoly of the music industry of the studio versus the artist, you know? Yeah. Like, even from his earliest days, you know, he was like, TV tunes go. Sucker, fuck. Right. I'm going to have my own vanity label. Right. Which is still nominally controlled by you, but I'm going to be mean. Yep. Um, and then yeah, he distributed a ton of his music online. Still kind of does, but now he's partnered with Apple Music, so who knows where where that's going to take him.
1: I'm just mad because he still hasn't put Home or Non-Entity on Spotify. Two of
0: your fake tunes. Ugh,
1: which like, I guess none of those, that doesn't have anything to do with the downward spiral. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of what Jay-Z was doing with Tidal. Trying to give, like, more money back to the artists and yeah. making it more artist-centric.
0: Yeah, because, like, production technologies become so accessible and so many artists are, like, you know, cutting their own tracks now that we can kind of eliminate that exploitative middleman mm-hmm. that has kept so many voices stifled, you know, with radio yeah. airplay. Pulling the strings, man. Yeah. It's conspiracy.
1: He's a code
0: But no, now he's with Apple Music. Oh, I'm
1: a big deuce
0: want to skip over the last minute of this? Yas. Alright. Power!
1: All the pigs all lined up. We've done this, right?
0: I think?
1: <laughs> we don't even
0: know. Oh yeah, is this Death March of the Pigs?
1: <sighs>
0: it's the one with crowd noises, though.
1: Yeah, Yeah, we did this.
0: Oh, this was on the... yeah. The,
1: the single, with, with purple... Purple juice. Purple juice.
0: Yeah. This was on the single we already covered. So yeah, not much else to say. No. Um, we I did discover that there's um, an alternate music video for this that was recorded and then never used.
1: Well, it, it an appeared in the closure music m- video from March of the Pigs. March of the not well, right Not this. All right. <laughs>
2: this thank, thank, is semantically for, correct. <laughs> oh, thank you for
0: holding our fact check standards as Continue. high as they've always been.
1: Continue. Continue, my
0: um, so, yeah, it appears on the Closure DVD set, and mm-hmm. you can find it on YouTube. We'll probably throw it up on the page. I'll throw it on the page, yep. Um, and it's funny because, like, it's almost the same music video, just with a lot of extra crap. Like, you'll remember in the first March of the Pigs music video, it's Trent and the band staggering around a studio. It's still that. They're still staggering around a studio, except instead of a studio, they're in a big red vagina cave.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, it's just this room with, like, red walls and dripping stuff, and then there's, like, a
1: menstrual cave?
0: Yeah, there's. Is Oliver! All, is Ollie okay over
1: there? <laughs> he just keeps scratching Jingle, <laughs>
0: Um They're His in like, they're like ankle deep in water, and and then there's apparently a, a, a troll-like midget in costume running in and out of the set, according to Ninwiki. <laughs> and I'm going to take a little bit of an issue here with their wording. Um, they say the band performs a song in a red cave-like set with water at their feet with a troll-like midget in costume. Okay, a couple things here. First of all, you're saying that the midget is troll-like before you mention he's in a costume. <laughs> It's a midget in a troll-like costume. <laughs> okay? Like, how about that? Also, maybe you're a little out of date with the PC terminology for little people, but they don't like being called midgets. Well, All right? It's the M word.
1: It's the M word.
0: Um, so there's that.
1: But maybe they were still midgets in the 90s.
0: Is this still playing? Yeah. Oh okay, yeah, this is the pig part. Speaking of piggies. Hey,
1: baby cat. We got our, the baby our cat. co-host,
0: the baby, baby cat. cat.
1: The baby cat. He's not gonna talk. Because we want him to.
0: How much can we torment him before he <laughs> Before me he out? meows. How do cats always just have that supernatural sense? I know. Sense?
1: He knows when he's being recorded. On video, too.
0: Cats are very concerned about the security state.
1: <laughs> he's like, man, what about my privacy?
0: Shlep <laughs> inside. Stop. Get a bagel. Oh, God. Stop. No, I'm, Stop
1: with the Jewish no, stuff. No,
0: I'm, I'm being pretty bad about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do have some... Jewishness in my heritage I guess. Or
1: I'll smear your face against the floor. I'm
0: I'm kind of a pizza bagel.
1: Oh stop it. That's
0: Italian I know.
1: Pizza bagel.
0: I'm also kind of a gnocchi because I'm potato pasta. (laughs) Irish Italian. Irish
1: is uh I thought gnocchi is Polish. Yeah
0: it's kind of yeah it's kind of all over the place. I guess there's probably
1: a lot of European cultures that do a rendition of it, and I don't know why we're discussing it on the podcast. Come on, just meow. He's wiggling, but he's not meowing.
0: Um, so it's funny because one of my misheard lyrics was I thought they were yelling "Smell! I smell in a cave," um, but now they're in a cave, and there was, <laughs> like, there was almost certainly a smell happening in that cave because it's like, God, even just thinking about that music video, you can tell what a pain it must have been to produce because like. Yeah, that's every artist's dream, just standing in a claustrophobic studio, ankle-deep in water, room temperature, staggering around, and then at one point, Trent drops his microphone into the water and has to fish it out, <laughs> and then the keyboardist, during the, doesn't it make you feel better, just, the, the entire keyboard platform collapses into the water beyond repair, yep. and then Trent Reznor just holds his arms up like, like a wrestling champ, <laughs> and, and then the video cuts, and I think it's like... At that point, they must have had the conversation, like, look, this is not working.
1: But <laughs> <Well, laughs> he does that in live shows, too.
0: We need to dramatically change what's happening here.
1: He he was known for destroying shit.
0: And to be honest, I was all this. The, what, I, what I've seen so far, I did not see a uh, little person in a troll-like costume <laughs> A troll like uh, running in and out of the set. I did not see good.
1: it. All right, well, we'll have to look again.
0: So yeah, this is Death March of the Pigs, because uh, it's still another couple of minutes. One is blast. It's blast.
1: Blast. Oh yeah, Blasteria. blast. Memorabilia!
0: So this is actually a cover of a soft cell song, mm-hmm. which I've never heard? It sounds like indigestion. <laughs> Doesn't it?
1: Alright,
0: take it for a second, player. I'm gonna handle this cheese situation here.
1: Alright. Um apparently other nods to Soft Cell's influence on Nine Inch Nails include the names of Mr. Self-Destruct and its remixes. And the incomplete or simply unreleased cover of Sex Dwarf. Which I've never heard of.
0: Sex little person!
1: It could be a dwarf from, like, medieval, like, Lord of the Rings.
0: True. And I suppose the blame for that would lie at the feet of Soft Cell, because it is their song. Yeah. And I think it's kind of a parody, it's, you know, a play on sex god, you know, because what's the opposite of a sex god? It would probably be a sex dwarf. Oh,
1: what are you trying to say? Aren't dwarves always a little tough guys? In video games? Oh, so
0: you're talking about the fictional Tolkien dwarf.
1: Yeah. That's a dwarf. But I mean. I'm not talking about a midget slur.
0: Well, no, I'm just talking about about the word (laughs) dwarf, you know, because it's like something that's, you know, diminutive and smaller than something else. You know, nothing is just a dwarf independent of something else.
1: What about a dwarf star?
0: Right. That's uh, part of the life cycle of uh, celestial bodies, I guess. Yeah. and celestial bodies, in, uh, through a certain lens, might be perceived as uh, divine beings. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So because, I mean, we're
0: all made of we're all made of star stuff. I really I gotta study my Carl Sagan a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. We're all made of star stuff. Better. <laughs> uh,
2: all right. Some
0: people call me a uh, sex wolf. <laughs> One of the many miracles of the cosmos. All right. Okay. All
1: right. So and you got notes? any
0: you got any notes on memorabilia?
1: You you have a note.
0: Oh yeah. Apparently, according to NinWiki, they used uh, a prank phone call and sampled it for this song. They also used uh, samples that supposedly came from porn. Mm-hmm. I don't hear any of that. I just hear an upset stomach and Trent whispering. And that's all I have to say about that.
1: Yeah, I don't have anything really to say.
0: Blast it!
1: Blast it!
0: Downward Spiral, The Bottom.
1: Oh, but you know who else covered a soft sell song? Marilyn
0: Manson.
1: Oh, Manson. Charles Manson. Right, Charles Manson. The Bottom.
0: The Bottom of the Spiral, presumably? Right. I kind of like the little guitar reverb that's
2: happening there couldn't
0: believe how easy it was. How <laughs> Wait, <laughs> right, let's. Can we do this? What? I can't believe how easy it was. How easy was it? <laughs> it was so easy, I corrected a lifetime of fuck ups in one blinding flash. Um.
1: <laughs> they put the gun into his face.
0: <laughs>
1: Bang. <laughs> so much blood for such a little hole. Little how hole. much blood? So
0: much blood Uh, I'm waiting for it to kick off So that people will know what I'm talking about With all my other notes Oh, okay So last week was kind of hairy, wasn't it? Yeah, a little bit I mean, I was working a lot of overtime Um, I got sick I had to fix my car twice Because I did it wrong the first time We were just kind of booked solid You know? Yeah But uh, we still managed to get the episode out
1: a little late, uh, but little better late
0: later than never. Yeah, and we're, we're back on the wagon. We mm-hmm. can. Uh, I think you're still going to be putting out another piggyback? Is that right? Yep, Wednesday. Terrific.
1: Figured I would give myself a little leeway since we're still talking about the same album.
0: Yep, we're going to be here for another couple weeks. So Maybe we should have another guest jump in. Let's invite people.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, here we go.
2: It's
0: kind of a reggae reverb happening. Oof. Yeah. Ja!
1: Too bad we didn't get some weed to smoke for this one second of the song. Just kidding. I don't know what else reggae does. Aside from...
0: um Very homophobic, actually.
1: <laughs> well, that's a good thing I hate it. Because,
0: I mean, I don't, for a religion that's based on one love, they do mean one specific love. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I kind of saw this as, like, kind of Aphex 20, mm-hmm. especially later on. I would skip around, but no one wants to listen to that.
2: Nope.
0: Oops, nope, over here. Nope, no, that's not it. Oh, bleh,
2: bleh,
1: This is one of those things where it's like, why would you already take this long string of noise and make it longer and noisier <laughs> I like the original Downward Spiral song but I just okay, don't I get actually,
0: it I am going to skip ahead a little bit sorry
1: uh, that was your one skip I hope it was worth it
0: oh was that some easter egg lyrics in there
1: no that was the lyrics from the yeah they just keep recreating it so I
0: think is this it or is it too bad you're later? not skipping again too bad I'm not skipping anymore
1: <laughs> you get one skip
0: at a certain point it sort of sounds like a forensics montage and like a a procedural crime drama where they're like working with all the collected evidence putting it under microscope slides you know like they're working so hard that's not this part it must be later microscopes pipettes DNA and shit do
1: you want to maybe read that quote that giant quote right there yeah I
0: pulled a huge (laughs) quote out of an interview uh, in 94 so here's Trent talking about Nine Inch Nails I think with Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, this time I wanted to make an album that went in ten different directions, but was all united somehow. I didn't want to box Nine Inch Nails into a corner. There had to be something. There had to be some. Oh, sorry. Where everything would be faster and harder than the last record. Where every song had to say, look how tough we are. I don't think that's really me. Or rather, there are lots of times when I'll come up with musical ideas that don't fit the, that mold. On this record, I was more concerned with mood, texture, restraint, and subtlety rather than getting punched in the face 400 times. How many times do you think you are punched in the face in this album? 398 times?
1: I'd say like 375.
0: 375? Yeah. Also, I was trying to make a record that followed an evolving lyrical theme. I came up with a basic theme and said, okay, let's divide that into 10 or 12 slots. But in trying to write songs to fill those slots, a lot of the ideas, of course, got modified. Many times, that meant going down... uh, Sorry. what What was meant to be a down moment lyrically would wind up going with music that was really the opposite of that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, I think that's, you know, it's sort of pulling back the curtain a little bit into his process. I liked hearing that. That was, that was wonderful. Mm. So next we have three demos. Yep. Ruiner, Liar, which is <laughs> Reptile, and Heresy. Yep, so... it all sounds pretty much the way they do on the albums. Yeah. So maybe we can just do a quick wrap-up as, uh, as we listen to these. Let them wash over us.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Yeah, we're pushing uh,
0: about
2: 15 minutes. I'm yawning again, like
1: you know. always. Okay, let's just keep talking. <laughs> anyway, that was fun. So,
0: um, yeah, we're excited to be on the BenView network. We're still wor- working oh, yeah. on getting a few bugs fixed.
1: It's fine, so check us out over there. Listen to our podcast over there. We're going to be pulling off of SoundCloud entirely soon. But, uh, subscribe on iTunes. I'm gonna sign us up for Stitcher Radio probably tonight. Woo!
0: For those of you with Androids.
1: Is that an Android thing? I think
0: it works better on Androids than iTunes, of course, would. Yeah,
1: I have no idea. I use the shitty iTunes, or iPodcast thing because I hate myself. I don't know why. By
0: the way, this is brought to you by iTunes.
1: <laughs> brought to you by Apple <laughs> shitty Music. Shitty iTunes. <laughs> Fuck you, Apple Music. Um.
0: You wanna, you wanna do a quick throw to commercial?
1: Yeah. Let's do that. We're gonna have a quick throw to commercial and then we will wrap this baby up.
0: We'll be right back. Let's just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just look for the knocking sound.
1: <laughs> we will be loud. You saw the red, didn't you? Yeah, it'll work. Now you have to edit all this out because you had to laugh about it.
0: <laughs> I like laughing. That's, that's what got me into this business, you know? Oh I just love to laugh. I just love the laugh.
1: I just love the laugh. Love
0: to laugh. <laughs> Where do I come up with this
1: stuff? <laughs> Hey, ResNerds! Want to listen to something a little less angsty? Check out this podcast from the Benview Network.
0: I'm Jordan and this is Nerds Eye View. Who do I have with me? I'm Andrew. I'm Tom. And what do we do here, Andrew? Well, we talk about movies. Every week, we always talk about something that's new in theaters, as well as tell you what's going on with the box office top 10 and what's coming out on DVD and Blu-ray. And then we do a crazy thing called Guess the Ending, which Andrew has a wonderful catchphrase for, but it mainly involves us coming up with crazy stories for all the new movies that are coming out. So if any of that sounds good to you, find us online, nevpodcast.com, or on Twitter, at nevpodcast, or Network.com. What was I supposed to say?
1: All right.
2: Uh, and I we're got back. Another, I got another... <laughs> right. Oh, right. Um,
1: we went to commercial. Right. And, and
2: we're, we're back. back.
0: <laughs> so I guess we're just going to continue wrapping up a little bit. Uh, I got another Reznor quote. Um, so this is the, this is discussing um, when he was working in the Manson house, uh-huh. uh, the Le Pig studio yep. up in Beverly Hills. Uh, they asked him, like, oh, I guess it was GQ. Anyway. Um, they asked him what it was like working in the Manson They were, you know, Sharon Tate was killed with with a baby, you know, inside of her. Yeah. It was a very grisly series of events. Um, he says that actually, it's a very beautiful place. That's what people don't know from reading the Manson books and seeing the TV specials and all. The view from the front door is the best view of LA I've ever seen. <laughs> it's amazing how beautiful looking down into a smog pit can be. Thanks, <laughs> thanks Trent.
1: <laughs> I still don't even know if I actually know what smog looks like. Yeah. Is it smog? It's been, is it's it been pretty, It's been
0: pretty clear this year. Who
1: knows? Anyway, continue.
2: It's
0: amazing how beautiful... Oh, sorry. When I rented the place, I didn't even realize it was that house, mm-hmm. which just goes to show he had a, he had a very skillful realtor. Wow. <laughs> like, like they must have convinced him, like, no, no, oh, it was uh, over you know, down the street somewhere these murders occurred.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, but when he found out it was that kind of place, uh, when it was that place, it was kind of interesting. I didn't think, ooh, it'll be sp- spooky to tell people that. I don't idolize Charles Manson. And this is important. I don't condone murdering people mm. because you're a fucked up hippie trying to make a, sa- a statement. But it's an interesting little chapter in American history and it was cool to be a part of. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's kind of back and forth on this.
1: Yeah. GQ, don't you feel any vibes around the place? Ugh, people and their vibes.
0: Trent Reznor, I don't believe in vibes, you sap. <laughs> no, he says, the first night was terrifying. By then I knew all about the place. I'd read all the books about the Manson murders. So I walked in the place at night, and everything was dark, and I was like, holy Jesus, that's where it happened. Scary. I jumped a mile at every sound, even if it was an owl. Well, I mean, owls are spooky.
1: Yeah, they can be. Especially woke... if, you if you've don't, if you never heard one in real life before. It can really catch you off guard.
0: And they're in the Beverly Hills, so here's, here's mm-hmm. what it says. I woke up in the middle of the night, and there was a coyote staring at me.
1: <laughs> the, through the window. Through the window.
0: <laughs> I thought, I'm not going to make
1: it. <laughs> Coyotes are <laughs> so cute. But yeah. You look up and they're like,
0: his... <laughs> you would think they're cute. Yeah. But they're like not nice at all. No, they're not nice no, at they're all. Not cool.
1: I mean, they look exactly like what a scraggly little dog would look like if it never went inside a house.
0: And this will turn you off coyotes forever. Mm-hmm. They eat cats, like on purpose.
1: Fuck coyotes! They're dead to me. <laughs> uh,
0: but after about a month, I realized that if there's any vibe up there at all, it's one of sadness. It's like it's not like spooky ghosts fucking with you or anything. Although we did have a million electrical disturbances, things that shouldn't have happened did happen. Whoa. Eventually, we just joke about it. Oh, Sharon must be here. The fucking tape machine just shut down. <laughs> Pretty fun. Like, yeah, that's fun. Trent yeah. sounds like a very grounded that's person. That's a good to be sense right. of
1: humor. Yeah, and that's the
0: thing. Like when you picture Trent Reznor recording the downward spiral at the Sharon Tate house, you're like, <laughs> dude, that must have been
1: insane. And he was but just, like, just like, eh, like, shrug. I didn't really
0: know what it was, and you know, we just made jokes about ghosts and whatever. It was fine. Yeah, it was fine. He's just he seems like a very grounded person in well, contrast with like his stage persona and everything.
1: He he seems too smart to right. be like Oh, it's a g- g-
0: g- ghost. G- 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 ghost? <laughs>
1: um yeah, cool.
0: Oh, uh I guess this is a new segment, uh how many fucks? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh so what I've been doing is I, I got all the Nin lyrics uh, so far, uh, copied and pasted into one big document. I don't know if that's copyright infringement. Um
1: I mean, they're lyrics that he didn't right. put on the internet in the first
0: sure. place. Yeah, it's, it's crowdsourced. Yeah. Um, so you may remember way back in the day, we were trying to keep track of how many times Trent Reznor said love, uh, how, many times he said, how many times he said fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, up until now, up until the downward spiral, uh, he had said fuck one time
2: mm-hmm.
0: and love one time. No, wait, wait. He had said fuck five times.
1: Five times. And
0: love one time. Okay. Um, and now he has said love how many times? Twice. Twice.
1: And Uh, one's lover. It's not even love. Yeah,
0: I I gave him a a technical win on that. Yeah. Because way back on Pretty Hate Machine, he said, I'm drunk and right now I'm so in love with you. (laughs) Uh, And then in Mr. Self-Destruct, I am the voice inside your head. And I control you. I am the lover in your bed. And I control you. So we're going to give him a technical win on that one. Yeah. That's fine. Um, but so how many hate. times how many times do you think he says hate uh,
1: i thought hate was five hang
0: on, not just bar. okay how many times does trent Reznor say hate um six six times and i think it's it's only three times in downward spiral yeah mr self-destruct closer and eraser yeah three hates one lover how many times does he say fuck we're up to 22 <laughs> and, and I, think, I think i think that's counting every every chorus yeah uh, i want to fuck, wanna you, fuck, like fuck an animal. you like an animal um and again we're not gonna double dip into the remixes and everything because these is just these yeah. are just albums i pulled from the official lps and eps yeah um so yeah we gotta shoot 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 i'm gonna come over i'm gonna come all over you my fucking gun my fucking gun my fucking gun um i want to fuck you like an animal fist fuck of fist course fist fuck so we're, yeah we're up to 22 fucks and I think 15 of them I think 15, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 15, 15 fucks on downward <laughs> spiral I wonder how many it takes Fucking before hell. the. I think only once you, once you dip your toe into the fuck pool yeah the RAA is not with it right they gotta slap the explicit thing yeah
1: See you might as well just fuck everywhere you know? exactly. Just fuck it all up
0: Fuck where you can
1: Yeah. And how you can
0: Well that's been our episode this week. <laughs> So find us on fuck. Twitter and Fuck At Trent Talk Pod
1: Yeah find us on Facebook Facebook.com slash Trent Talk Pod Gmail us for fuck's sake people Please. We had like some fun emails Some links and stuff Like, I know you guys have things to say so just say them and girls.
0: What video game soundtracks did you listen to growing up, as if they were music?
1: Right. <laughs> oh yeah. So Gmail us. Gmail us. Shoot us a Gmail. Trenttalkpod at gmail Mm
0: hmm. Also uh, find us on Benview Network. Yeah,
1: which is Benview Network. B E N V uh, I E W. BenviewNetwork.com dot slash Trent Talk Pod.
0: And while you're there, check out the many other quality podcasts produced by Benview.
1: Yeah. They're all very fun that I know of so far.
0: And I don't think any of them have as much angst.
1: No. So if you need to take a break from the angst, as was said in the ad earlier, listen to an episode.
0: <laughs> but whenever you're ready to slither back, as we know you will, right? tune in next week. This Wednesday? Are we going to try to... Oh yeah,
1: we'll do a piggyback playlist on Wednesday. So actually, if you have a favorite song that came out in 1994, you should tell us about it. And I will add it to the piggyback playlist.
0: All right, terrific! I think that, is that does it. it. So uh, happy Easter, everybody! It's yeah. Zombie Jesus Day.
1: Yeah, Zombie Jesus Day.
0: This is part of our worship. All hail the res.
1: <laughs> All right,
0: inch. nine inch nailed it.
1: Nine inch
0: nailed it. Bye.